Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's Day After Reckoning. I'm Nathan Perry. No Trev, no stoner. So we've pulled an okie doke on you, and we're bringing an all Perry cast. We got EP in the house to make sure it's not just myself talking to myself. Of course, we'll always have you in the chat. We appreciate all the support. We got some people in here nice and early there, EP. We got Command This. We got Tommy T. Yam all the way from Japan. Daniel in the house. Michael, Tommy T. Bringing up the truth. Zero, three, and one these last four games. Michael F. The last four games. Absolutely. Uh, Andre in the house. Tougher guy as well. Day after reckoning, we bring up and we we hash out the game the day before from the Washington Commanders. In this case, it was a 24-10 loss to the Cleveland Browns at home with the playoffs on the line. No more playoff talk. Washington has been eliminated. That loss to Cleveland coupled with the Green Bay victory and Detroit victory means EP. We ain't go. We ain't, we ain't got no playoffs. We ain't got nothing to play for next no. week when we face Dallas. That will be the topic, though, for Wednesday's show. Uh, this show is going to be on the Cleveland Browns game and a couple other kind of topics in there. What what happened during the game as far as the Hogs uh, were concerned? Major Tutty is going to be a point of discussion. Fan appreciation is going to be there, and then you guys might witness a live <laughs> divorce. Happen right here on Ref the District, or at least I might be, you know, down here, staying down here on the couch uh, as EP is a part of the Heineke Hive, yep. and I have well documented not. I'm also, for the record, for everyone who might be misinterpreting my talks on Heineke over the last couple of days, I'm not on the winch train either. Never was. Mm. Never, ever was. No, I have I, I have video proof. Crap. I have video proof of never being on the winch train. So just want to make sure that's clear. QB1 is not on the roster. That will be a discussion <laughs> for this show as well. EP has stats. Go ahead and show go ahead and show your paperwork. Look, everybody. I'm ready. Yeah, she's ready. She's pulled up all sorts of things to make sure that she she is ready for this conversation. Let's let's get through some of the things. Trev is not here because he's at Sky Bar right now. You can catch him there in Lexington, Virginia, one of our sponsors. Just make sure that you, you know, mention Ref the District and uh, you get your first drink on the house from us. So make sure you do that. Uh, the bonafide picker. That's why EP, the smart one in the family. Uh, I definitely, yeah, that, that that's fair. She's the pretty one too. The, uh, the so that's Sky Bar. We got, we're also sponsored by Manscaped. 
manscaped.com. Make sure you have manscaped.com. Use the code REF, R-E-F, <coughs> and you'll get yourself uh, 20% off and free shipping. It's good. Mm-hmm. Actually, they just sent me a care package. EP loves uh, the shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. Says that that it's great. The deodorant as well. Make sure you get yourself some as well. 20% off manscaped.com. Use the code REF. And Pacers running for every run. They've got you taken care of. Hit them up in person in one of their five stores here in the DMV. Or you can go online to Pacers running. Get yourself a free online virtual fitting and get you in the right pair of shoes to keep you mobile this year, 2023. I know you have some resolutions that you want to hit, and they'll make sure you're in the right one here. Let's see what we got in the chat here. Uh, Andre, our offense never helped our defense balled out all year. Yeah, they got beat at times, but not want to lose the game. The offense was no help. No uh, new QB offensive line linebacker, uh, cornerback, and we should be a contender for no QB. Same problem. Yeah. Next year, the laundry list of things for what we got. Trevor coming in strong. Hashtag fire Ron Rivera. Hashtag Scotty doesn't know. Scotty got to go. And hashtag there wins our season. I like that one. <laughs> That's good. That one's, that one's clever. <laughs> the Scotty doesn't know. Scotty's got to go was a chant we had going for the Washington Wizards. Uh, and trying to get out there, Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're going to have to do it again because Scott Turner, not the answer, averaging less than 20 points EP over the last two years. You just can't you just can't win games that way. Uh, and I know you're going to want to get into it here as well. Cam Mingo. Hi, Mrs. Perry. Hello. Gregory Tutty should be turdy. Michael Major Duddy. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's been rough. Uh, we got shady Katie in the house. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate and it's finally Sam time. We'll see Ron Rivera today. Mm. I don't know if you saw this, but Ron Rivera today said no decision on the QB yet. They're going to play to win the game. I fully expect it's going to be Sam Howe. But again, that'll be a conversation for Wednesday. We do have a poll up on our community page right now. That Sam Howell's leading. Get your thoughts in on that one. Make sure you let us know because we'll be reading off some of the comments there. All right. EP. Yes. Thoughts on the Browns game yesterday. Let's get back. Let's get to this day after reckoning. Um, well, the quarterback sucked. Um, our offense wasn't the greatest, but I think in their defense, it, a lot of it had to do with the change of quarterback. So, they play completely different. Um, our defense looked pretty decent. It was great to see Chase for the second time, but to see him at home. Special teams, not the greatest. I was really sad about Jarrett because he is my man, but he didn't play very well. No, we you're not a like fan crap. of him returning? I'm surprised he didn't not, wear the Jarrett freaking Patterson shirt. I should have, but I thought it was going to be cold. So I dressed warm and my new sweater that you bought me, but he didn't play very well. I don't think that was a good fit for him to, to receive the ball. Interesting. You mentioned that poor QB play. That's going to be a topic for a little bit later yet. Mm -hmm. Carson wins. Absolutely awful. The whole team just didn't play well. And, and, and you know, special teams, you know, it's not really something you really notice all that time. Jared Patterson ran a couple kicks out, didn't get any further than anybody else had no. this year. 
punting was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense, yeah, they they held them to 24 points. The defense, the team, I'm not going to say the defense, the team lost a game yeah. where the opposing quarterback completed nine passes. Mm-hmm. Nine. Not, not, not double digits, not 10, not 11, nine. 50%. Deshaun Watson was nine of 18 for 169 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he is a good quarterback. I'll give him that minus his NDAs, but there's that. But I will say that the defense did miss a couple of crucial times where they should have tackled him um, and they missed him completely. And it was an easy tackle that they should have had, but they let him go. Yeah. Washington outgained in total yards, 301 to 260, despite again, the nine uh, nine completions from Deshaun Watson. Big part of that was Chubb, and this is this is kind of one of those things where I don't want to pat the defense on the back. I know Jonathan Allen's injury was mm-hmm. kind of one of those things that that kind of impacts this a little bit. But Chubb had 14 carries for 104 yards, like yeah. just getting chunk after chunk after chunk. And this is the team. This is kind of what we want to be, right? Everybody knows Nick Chubb is a good running back. Everybody knows Nick Chubb's going to get the ball, and you still can't stop him. I want Washington to be that. That's what I want. I want them to know Brian Robinson's getting the rock, and you're just not going to be able to stop it. And and he did. And Brian Robinson got it. This is the they Washington's game plan coming in was don't let this game come down to Carson (laughs) Wentz. Let Brian Robinson run it, and he did. Twenty four times, eighty seven yards. Not a great average, but. You know, 3.6 hits. That's a first down every time, you you know, if you just run it out. It didn't really work out that way. Jonathan mm-hmm. Williams got in the mix, nine for 30 as well. Carson Wentz, three rushes, seven yards with a touchdown there, that leap that he had. Washington's game plan was run the ball. They just weren't very good at it. And then they had Carson Wentz just stinking it up on, on, on the QB side of things. There's no other way to put it. Three interceptions. Yep. And I, I tweeted this out. If Heineke throws that one interception that was on third down, that was just like a long bomb. Most people probably go, okay, that's just like an arm punt. Okay. You're it's third down. You're going to punt it anyways. Yeah. If, try for the bomb. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, you're going to punt the ball. You just did it a down early. Um, Carson Wentz hasn't earned that grace. He is not. He, he he's 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 two and four with this team now, two and five. And he has not played well enough to be like, okay, that was an arm punt. It's fine. We're, we were gonna have to punt anyways. It was just a bad throw, and it was Carson Wentz again, so he's not gonna get any any benefit of the doubt. And that's just where especially just for me. You know, the offense wasn't doing enough except for that one drive where they did end up getting into the end zone, which was nice. Finally, a red zone touchdown. Something we haven't seen in a while, but this is something that um, I think it was. Let me see who who put it out there. JP Finley had tweeted this out. The Commanders held a ten nothing lead at Giant Stadium in the second quarter of Week Thirteen. Since that moment, Washington has been outscored one hundred and one points to fifty two. They haven't won since, and Washington's offense just isn't getting there, and that. That 
you can't have. You can't have it. You can't have it with a guy like Terry McLaurin, with Jahan Dotson, with Curtis Samuel. I get that the tight ends aren't exactly the best of the bunch. Brian Robinson's a good running back. You didn't have Gibson this time. No. Fine. I mean, I know he's a he's an asset. You know, he's my favorite running back out of the bunch. But you just can't make excuses. You just haven't been there all year long, and that's unfortunate. On a positive note, Logan Thomas did catch the ball. You are, in case you didn't know this, I've I've called Logan Thomas decidedly mediocre several times, and I kind of retracted a little bit because he had he had a couple of good games. He just, I don't think he's healthy this year. EP's been against Logan Thomas. She's like the anti-Steve from Command This Podcast. Steve <laughs> loves himself some Logan Thomas. EP does not love herself no. some Logan Thomas. No. So it, if we cut be, him, I'll be okay. <laughs> I will not lose sleep. <laughs> that's probably gonna happen. That is probably gonna happen. Gus Bus here. Problem with that 21 play touchdown is that was what Heineke was giving you all year long. It wasn't a feature of, of Carson Wentz. I agree. They didn't go to a Carson Wentz game plan. They went to the tried and true. We're going to drag this out and we're going to run the football on first down, on second down, and on third down. And then we're going to try it again. If that doesn't work, okay, we might let him do a little dink and a little dunk. And then, you know, we saw how well that worked. I I agree. And Carson Wentz doesn't have a whole lot of traits worth, you know, going after. He does have a big arm. I watched him like flick his wrist and the ball went from the goal line to the 50 yard line when he was warming up. And I was like, okay, all right, let's see what we can do with that. We got Deami Brown, who's a burner. We got Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, who can get past the safety. And he just never opened it up. And because he never opened up the passing, you never, never got the running game going. Who is most to blame EP for this loss? I think that's really hard. Obviously, I know I saw a poll on Twitter that everyone is blaming, obviously, the head coach, Ron Rivera. But I really think that for this game, I think it has to be Scott Turner. He sucked it up. He should have been prepared. He didn't. Some of the plays that he called were ridiculous. I know we talked on the way home. I couldn't even count how many times we were in shotgun. We're not... Not once did we run the dang ball. Not once. We were always in shotgun. And I mean, at some point, they're going to catch on. And they did very quickly. They caught on. And that's how Carson started screwing up from point one. So, I mean, to me, I think it does come down to Scott. Scott Turner was the issue. And he's yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, again, you had you have a team... And and this is a, a point that I've been making with, and I'll probably make a little bit later. This team hasn't been scoring 20 points. Defense gave up 24. No. Your offense just isn't good enough. It's just not good enough. It doesn't matter who's back there on the QB side of thing. And well, again, a little teaser for later. You're not scoring 20 points with this offense. You just can't do it. I don't know what it is. It doesn't it? it and it's Scott Turner is who it comes down to. I I, I agree that. Scott Turner deserves it, but I'm, I'm kind of more with Greg here, Gregory on this one, Ron yeah. and Scott. That's it's a one, a one B Ron after the, uh, the game famously, you know, asks we could, we could be eliminated today. Yeah. Whether or not he knew that, whether or not he, you know, a lot of people are defending him. Cause he's like, he's supposed to be focused on winning. 
And that's mm. that's why he didn't know. But it, it's one of those things that you should kind of, even if you're not focused on what happens if you lose, you know you need to win to stay yeah. in the playoff position. You should be doing whatever it takes to win. And Ron's game plan continues to look like it's more about how can we not lose this game? Yeah. And we just lose the game. And Scott Turner's play calling, we I brought it up, uh, one of those here, is the fourth in one pitch. This is from Tougher Guy. The pitch on fourth, let me know what was coming. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Why are we pitching to Jonathan Williams? Yeah. To Jonathan Williams, a guy who's been riding your practice squad for the last two years. You're going to pitch it to him on a fourth and one? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Scott. And we we didn't even need that many yards either. That's what was, was sad. One yard. Brian Robinson had sat out the previous play, EP. He mm-hmm. was like fourth and one, my bag. He starts running on the field and gets pulled back. back. I remember that. Yeah. Pulled back. Your best short yardage back. Mm-hmm. You didn't want him out on the field. I, I just don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. All right. So EP, you're going to blame Scott Turner yeah. Uh, for for this kind of loss, I said Ron Rivera uh, agreed with Gregory. Ron Rivera is one A. Scott Turner can be one B because I just think collectively not it for this game. Where did it go sideways for you, Washington? Run and remind everybody. I know a lot of people are going to say one of those interceptions from Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz had Washington up seven three going into halftime. Okay. So where where did it more? go sideways? Where did it go sideways? Is what I want to know for you. Where did it go sideways? Because I know a lot of the hive you you included there would like to tell me that it went sideways when Carson, Carson entered the, the field. Yeah, when he was when yeah. he started. Agreed. Carson Wentz again had this team up seven three at halftime. So where did it go side? Actually, go sideways in this game for you? Well, the interception didn't help. Um, that was in the first quarter or first, yeah, first, first drive. He had an yeah. interception. Oh yeah, that's right. First inter- drive. So that obviously didn't help, but I feel like, um, I don't know to me when we entered the, the second quarter, it seemed like the defense hit a slug. Like, I don't know if they were tired or if they partied too hard the night before. I don't know. They just seemed off. The defense did. Um, and then, of course, you know, going into the second half, Carson really screwed it up. I, I don't remember who it was, but someone had posted that they should have benched him. And I agree. To me, I mean, if you're going to do that to your running backs, they did that last year with um, Gibson. They did it this year with Gibson. If you're going to do that to Gibson when he screws up, why are you not going to do the same thing to a quarterback? You have Heineke there. You know he can produce. Why not throw him in? He had his uniform on. He was ready to go. He was warming up just the same as Carson was. But yet you kept Carson in the whole entire time and he continued to screw up. So I think I think it was really the second half for me or the second quarter, excuse me. I think that's when they started this. It, it just seemed like the game started going slower and then they weren't really in it. It definitely slowed things down there. That's uh, so Carson Wentz had two interceptions to uh, to st- he had interception downs that was the fourth and one mm-hmm. uh and then an interception so you turn the ball over on your first three drives but managed to only give up three points during all of this right. now part of that was the turnover on downs from the browns 
where they drove down and then they were going to kick the field goal, but Washington jumped off sides, gave them a fresh life. And they're like, fine, we're going to go for it. And the defense held Mm -hmm. and Washington got the ball. Now Carson Wentz gave it back um, on the arm punt as uh, as I've been calling it defense again, holds them uh, Cleveland three plays for two yards. And then that's what started the 21 play 96 yards, 11 minutes and 27 second drive that ended in a touchdown for Washington. So a lot of people are saying after the second interception, remember the touchdown came after that second interception defense continued to to hold, hold their own. I think I, I liked the one where uh whose comment was it let's see if i can't get back there um yeah we got a lot of people on that the when i box for fun uh when kendall fuller missed a tackle Mm -hmm. on on cooper that is when the game kind of that's to me when it went sideways when he missed that tackle and cooper ran uh let me pull it up here he ran for 46 yards for a touchdown that's when this game got turned on its head. Washington is now losing. Washington's very next drive. They punted it away. And then it's another touchdown. 12 plays, 84 yards. That was when the defense was just gassed mm-hmm. and just constantly just letting themselves get beat up. And then again, you have Deshaun Watson, great uh, pass out there to Donovan Peoples-Jones. And now you're down 17 to seven. And this is not a team that's built to come back from two scores. And they proved it because again, another interception by Carson Wentz at this point, the Perry's were leaving. We're like, (laughs) Nope, we're done. We can't do it. That's this is, this is the fourth quarter and it's it's just, it's just too much. And uh, it proved to be the right decision as punt downs, punt and end of the game. Washington just wasn't in there, but I agree with I box for fun there. That, that Kendall Fuller missed tackle. Was it? That was that was where the game just completely decided. Uh, Washington decided we're not in this. We're not going to win this. This is not. This is not the game for us. Um, yeah. P four for P P four here. Can't believe what they allowed the Browns to come and beat us in our home field. I had I had a lot of Browns fans. There was a lot of Browns fans around us. One of them was my friend, and. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just enjoying himself. He was having a good old time, but he kept telling me, oh, Browns are going to Browns. Browns are going to Browns. After that uh, Cooper touchdown, I took him up on his beer offer. I was like, okay, you you said you're going to buy me a beer. Now's the time to buy me a beer because it was just, I knew this game was not going to go our way. Can we touch on Gus's comment? Yeah, he said maybe Gus Rivera doesn't pull Carson because he thinks he uh, still has a shot to make the playoffs next week. I disagree with that. You every single game, we have to go in it like we have to win every single game. And the minute that Carson started throwing interceptions, he should have been pulled. Whether you thought you still had a chance in the playoffs or not, we are here to win games. You can't have Jonathan Allen shout to the fans saying, you know, we need your energy. Keep that same energy when you're cheering for us. How do you expect us to keep that same energy if you're not winning freaking games and you're making stupid plays and you can't catch a ball? Logan Thomas. Cam Sims, then what do you expect us to do? So I, I disagree with that. He's I think that he should have been pulled. He should have yeah. been pulled. I I, th- I think if you're going to pull him, and this is by Ron's kind of own admission to saying that he would cut, or not cut, but go away from 
Heineke a few uh, a few games ago, right? Yeah. Was in the second half. That first a- after you know you got the touchdown, that long drive for the touchdown. When you open up the the second half with a three and out that goes backwards, and you punt away the ball. You can make the switch there. If you don't make the switch there, after Cleveland scores and your defense just gave that up, you come back out. If you don't make the switch after that, make the switch after this one. Another punt, six plays, 20 yards, and you're punting the ball. Cleveland then scores again. Now you know you need points. Mm -hmm. They did go down and get a field goal, but after giving up two touchdowns and starting the, the second half with two punts, you you're you're right. You should make the switch. Absolutely, the switch try made, something. Made this, at halftime. It's not going to be made at halftime because it had to be. Enter, no, you entered the halftime leading, and you just had your offense do this insane twenty-one play drive. We didn't. We were only leading seven to three. Oh, that's that's not a, a great game. score. It was a brutal to game. the Browns. If this was Green Bay, if this was Tampa Bay, if this was Dallas, sure, we're playing. The Browns. I mean, I no, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, the the Browns who have nothing to 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 play for. Uh, Bonafide picker. I vote EP to be a regular on the show. She's the voice of reason doing it. Absolutely, Alcatone is right. Smash that like button. Make sure you hit that like button for us. That helps us know that you support the channel. Gets other people here. And 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 honestly, we we love the we love that support. All right, so I, I'm just saying that Carson Wentz. One, we know he's not the answer. He's not the answer. And Taylor Heineke's not the answer either. We're not going to get into that right now because I want to talk a little bit more about the game because that's going to be the big, big item. I know you're ready for it. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to tease a little bit longer. Let's, let's move on. So was there any bright side to this game? Was there anything that we walked away from going, okay, all right, we're, this is, this is fine. No. Not a thing. No, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Um, the only thing I enjoyed from the game was seeing the original or the past Hoggets. That was cool. Yeah, the Hoggets were the Hoggets were up there, just a couple sections away from EP and I. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was it. I mean, yeah, on the field there wasn't anything really to celebrate. Not not mm-hmm. even not a single play. Not a mm-hmm. not a. I disagree. Hold on, wait. Can I go back? The best thing that happened was one of the fans threw Carson Wentz's jersey into the field. That was the best part. (laughs) Uh, Santiago here. Patterson was a bright spot. I thought that he did fine returning kicks. I didn't think he was anything special. There's a couple. There was one. Oh, man. We had a beautiful beautiful view of it. There was a whole opening. And if he just keeps on his feet, he's gone. He was yeah. gone, and uh, and so it was good seeing him out there. Yeah, Gregory, mm-hmm. there was nothing, nothing good. Mm-hmm. I mean, TJ too nasty for you, saying Chase Young only bright spot. I mm-hmm. I didn't feel That's like great. he was as impactful here, EP, as he was in the San Francisco game. I agree. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. Where are you on Chase Young? I feel like we are where we left off when before he was injured. You know, he was he wasn't making any big plays. He wasn't making these sacks, um, taking down the quarterback, nothing. He, not once did he get to the quarterback. And there was times um, where he should have. And it, to me, it was like he stopped. There was a play, I don't remember where when it was, so please forgive me, um, 
but he it was when um Deshaun Watson had gotten almost got tackled and then he got back up miraculously and continued to run and Chase just stopped and I didn't understand why he stopped and that that to me irritated me because that's not the Chase Young that we all fell in love with and adored last or his rookie year so I was I was kind of disappointed I'm not gonna lie I was expecting him to do big things because this was his first home game since he's been yeah. injured. He he was, I think he was the most vocal. I, I I think that there's other defensive leaders on this team, the Jonathan Allens, the Cam Curls, even John, uh, even Jamin Davis is kind of coming into his own as a leader for this defense. Chase Young's the emotional leader. Like those are the those are the leaders. The, the other ones I I list are kind of like the leaders of like uh, hey, get your act together. This is where you need to be. This is what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Chase Young's that emotional leader. He he is a cheerleader, right? We've seen that even on the sidelines and he was the one trying to get the crowd up there. And I liked seeing He's him a great captain. I, I liked seeing him run around, but I, I definitely felt like he was more imp- impactful. We got a couple of good answers there. Uh, to Hill, Jonathan Williams, Jonathan Williams is, is certainly playing himself in the spot. I was kind of lamenting the fact that you do a pitch to Jonathan Williams. Um, I mean, he, I'm not saying he's great. I, you go with Brian Robinson, you probably lose yeah. Gibson um, next year. But Jonathan Williams at least is a good backup to have in case B-Rob goes down right. and you're looking for something to run. So I think – I know. He's great to do on a fourth and – That fourth and was. one pitch. I, I, I lost my mind in the stands. Like just absolutely – just lost my dang on on mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deron Payne. Deron Payne was having another great game. Payne, the man, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, he's working for a contract, though. He is. He's playing his butt off for it too. And it wasn't last year. It's probably he's probably going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think Chase is a bust here, Gregory. No. Uh, I trade Chase ASAP before other teams find out he's a bust. I I, I think bust is going to be. He's not, li- I guess, a bust in the sense he's not living he's up healthy. to his, his draft status. Right. right. Number two overall pick, a bust in that sense. But I think he's going to be a quality starter for years to play, whether or not it's with Washington or not. That'll be a, an interesting one. Um, I'm not going to read this comment for our audio listeners, but this one made me, this is why I, I just audibly laughed. Uh, Gregory taking a shot at uh, Deshaun Watson there. Yeah, not a not a whole lot of bright spots, but those were pretty good. I did I do agree with Casey Two Hill chasing down. I mean, where where that mm. come from? Casey Two Hill twice. Uh, yeah, doing doing great job there. Um, tag and trade pain. You can get two second rounders from him. Well, you know, maybe you know we'll see how that plays out. That's all off season talk. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll yeah. definitely have plenty of time because we're going to have another long off season as Washington <laughs> failed to make the playoffs because they lost to the Browns, Green Bay, and Detroit, both winning their games, meaning one of them will get to a higher win count than Washington. Even if they tie, Detroit holds the tiebreaker tiebreakers against Washington, both head-to-head, conference record, everything's looking up for Detroit if it's a tie. Green Bay needing that victory. We'll see how that goes. That's going to be your Sunday night game next week. Washington playing Dallas. Again, we'll be talking about that on Wednesday. There's still a lot to talk about as far as that game, even if it doesn't mean much for us. Uh, But we'll be talking about it on Wednesday. Let's let's move away from what happened on the football field real quick. Well, maybe the play on the football field. 
to kind of the experience EP. Okay. This was the fan appreciation game. Um, this was the unveiling of the mascot, which was not well hidden. It was pretty yeah. well known what was going to happen. And then it was also the honoring of the hogs. Mm-hmm. Which of these would you like to talk about first? And, and what did you think about it? I say start with the fan appreciation because that's, you know, the first thing that we did when we went to the game. Do you want me to go? Okay, so. You're, you're supposed to okay, expand sorry. on it. I asked you, what, you know, <laughs> and, and what did you think about it? You were like, okay, I picked um, fan appreciation. Yeah, now so what? fan appreciation. Um, so at, at the game in the, what's that, Liege? Legion? Liege? Legion? Whatever. What's the oh, plaza? Legends Plaza? Legends, there we go. And the Legends Plaza um, they had two lines. One was for season ticket holders and one was for all fans. And they had a big, huge will that you could spin for the season ticket holder. Um, I guess there was more prizes that you could win or bigger prizes. I would say, cause you could get yeah, the, the, field, two the two field passes. Field passes. Uh, I think there was two spots for signed, signed uh, items. items and the Sonny Jurgensen, um, yeah. apparel was one of the big items. The jersey, and then the, the, the jersey, jacket, the, the Letterman jacket. jacket. Yep, oh Letterman man, jacket. I wanted that jacket so Same. bad. Um, and then on the other side was similar, but they didn't have those big items for the all fans. That was really cool. Um, I will say I was really sad that we didn't get the the pregame or the field passes. That would have been neat. I was very disappointed. Um, so hold on, let me back up. So I Nathan got. The DC proper, yeah, DC proper bag. bag. I'll show it off, here. which was amazing. It's, it's very nice. It's like it's got like leather bottom. It's like it's lined inside. Mm-hmm. To I mean, this is a deluxe bag here from DC very proper. Nice. Uh, it's got the seal on one side. Whether or not you like the seal or not, I do. I do. Um, it even has the right dates for it. If you're concerned mm-hmm. about that, I, I, I liked it. I, th- I was. Uh, I'm glad I didn't end up with a pennant or a pen or a poster. Yeah. Uh, so that one was pretty Our good. Flags. Um, and then I won a beanie, a, a commander's beanie, which was very nice. Um, and then Nathan was able to get me two car flags, which we thought it would be like the ones that you see at Dick's Sporting Goods. They were garbage. They were pretty cheap. Yeah, they were pretty, <laughs> yeah, they were pretty cheap. Not only were they cheap EP, I... I, I <laughs> Let me see if I can't bring up the picture. I shared it within our chat here. I I kid you not. I I kid you not, folks. And for our audio listeners, I'll talk through this. This is this is the flag that uh, that she got the two car flags. And I'm not. We're we're being picky here because we got these for free. This isn't right. No. And it was nice that they gave them to us. Yeah, they they are they are kind of on the cheap end. The thing that I found most hilarious to these car flags though were we unfurled them mm-hmm. and they're upside down yeah the w the w is flying upside down which in case you didn't know if you're in flag code or anything like that if the flag's upside down it's in distress and i really wish we would have unfurled these flags prior <laughs> to the game cuz then we would have known okay this is like this is this is washington sending a the help me uh for it because i just I couldn't. Fa- Both flags were upside yeah, down. down I, you just can't. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. Um, but it is what it is. It was a nice thing for them to do for the fans, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of excited people. The the field passes they ran out of them, 
And uh, we actually watched the last two be given away out of a courtesy And she didn't thing. win them. She it, did it was not a courtesy, win them. That's yeah, it was a courtesy thing. It was a courtesy thing, just like the car The car flags were ours. So I should have pushed harder to get the the, the thing. That's on me. I know. Uh, it was a courtesy thing that they got the, gave away those, the last two field passes. But then anyone who won after those, they were having them write down their information because they're given field passes to the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Which was cool. So that, I, yeah, that's that was really nice. Neat. I think that the... The wheel spinning. That was really cool. Um, I was disappointed in the pictures that you could take. They shut that down really early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fred um, Smoot was out there. I didn't catch the second person who was yeah. out there, but uh, yeah, it was it was nice. The hogs were out there, so you, people a lot of people were interacting with them. Let's move yeah. on to the hogs aspect. The hogs were brought out before mm-hmm. the show, before uh, at Legends Plaza. People were able to interact with them. Same with the hogettes. Mm-hmm. During the game, the hogs, you know, or prior to the game, the hogs were brought out. And then at halftime, half-time. they were brought out again. The mm-hmm. hogettes had a little bit of a camera time. They were up in the uh the club mm-hmm. level and they were shown very little. It was it was a hey, here's the hogettes. They raised like 200 million for charity, and then they moved on from that and then uh kind of got there. What did you feel? Did you because f- you gotta remember coming into this game, some of the hogs were not coming out. And they're suing Washington and Dan Snyder for just kind of using them for money. Yeah. What did, what did you <laughs> what did you think of what they did do for the Hogs? They didn't do anything. I mean, they played a video which was maybe two minutes long. The video was nice, but it was, um, I would say, eighty percent of it was people that were part of the Hogs. Um. So it was kind of weird that they did that video, but it was nice for the fans who may or may not have known who they were or who they are. Um, so that was, I mean, the video was, was nice um, at the end, but um, I will say I constantly have an irritation that they always show whoever they're doing or presenting whatever to the quote unquote home side. Although there are commander fans on the other side too. I wish that they would do both sides. Find a way to, to yeah. incorporate more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand why they're doing it to the to the one side, um, partly because, I mean, you saw how much Brown was on on our side of the field. That's true. Um, yeah, the video, you see, the great job by the video team for, for Washington. Mm-hmm. Great job by the social media team. I'm not, I'm not going to drag the work you guys are no. doing. You're doing a fantastic job uh, with that. The, the presentations, though, like the on-the-field mm-hmm. stuff, definitely kind of felt a little lackluster. And, and this is kind of where the hogs who were abstaining from the event were, were what they're talking about. Like you're, you're just trotting us out here for, or whatever you do with hogs, if you don't trot them. Um, and Dan just, wasn't out there. Tanya Dan, wasn't out yeah, there. Dan, Jason Ta- Wright Tanya, wasn't out like, there. It, it was just kind no of one. a, and, and I, I honestly, I think that's a smart move by the team not to have them because then you're going to get booze. But at least have um, Jason. He's 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 not well loved right now. A lot of people are upset with the the <laughs> the Sean Taylor mem, uh, memories, memorials, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Porter John's next to the TV sign, like yeah. like th- this team. But you still should have had someone representing yeah. the organization there, because um, yeah, like Michael said, stop. Yeah, Mike, Michael here. Stop stop honoring things and people. It it's it just keeps going sideways. Um, 
Yeah, that Tommy T. That that's going to be a topic for for Wednesday. Tommy T. They are in England. They flew from England back yeah. on Sunday, briefly for a period of time, and then flew back to England uh, same day. Mm-hmm. And they filed something saying that their main place is in uh, in England. And it is what it is. It, it we'll, we'll again that'll be a Wednesday topic. The hog thing. I think that they could have done better. I think that. Adding to that, what whatever your thoughts about Major Tutty, which will be our next topic here, whatever they may be about that, I will say that announcing Major Tutty the same time at the same time you're honoring the hogs was weird. Felt contrived and slightly disrespectful to the men that are on the field and who won Super Bowls with this team. Just mm-hmm. ever so Agreed. slightly. That's a good point. I agree. Yep. Yeah. It, and then the hoggets, the the five seconds that they showed the hoggets, I think that was also horrible. You only have so much time between, you know, the downs and stuff and to, to show things. But they could have done that pregame. Instead of showing the hogs twice, they could have done that, you know, pregame. I mean, or, the hogs deserve or put the hog more. at the halftime and put the hogs at the pregame. I don't know. The the hogs I feel deserve a little bit more love than the hogettes. Now the hogettes are, are great. They're legendary. They're Hall of Famers in their own right, and and they deserve to be praised. And it's the, one of the first times they've been out in a long time as well. Right. It just. It, this whole thing kind of led up to, and this is a lot of people had problems EP with the way the franchise handled the name change. They felt like the whole bringing the fans along was just a, a ploy and they already had their idea. Uh, This one, this kind of felt like the same thing to me. I'm not going to put the tinfoil hat on, but if somebody did put their tinfoil hat on and say, Washington predetermined that it was going to be the hogs month, months ago, and decided to do put all this together, I don't think I could really argue against it. You can't. You knew. I mean, I think Stoner was the one who was always constantly saying, it's going to be the hogs. It's going to be the hogs. I I agree with that. The minute that the fa- that you saw the fans were upset about the Red Hogs, I think it was, right? Uh, not being selected as the team name. The, or it was one of the ones that got the Red Wolves, yeah. Red, no, what was the Hogs one, though? It was the Red Hogs, wasn't it, or something? Or was it just hogs? I don't know. Either way, the hogs. You know how much I I loved that name change business. I know, but either way, um, yeah, I think it was predetermined. Yeah, it it definitely felt like it was, and you know, a lot of this stuff. And and Yam uh, bring this up here. The name branding was ready months in advance. You have mm-hmm. to, right? You have right. to have this stuff in advance. You have to get like the copyrights and everything. And and this is I I don't think that the the mascot thing was any different i think that they needed this done well in advance and the one, one thing that kind of made me laugh with all this is i saw overwhelmingly on social media when they were doing these polls that hogs was going to was people's choice yeah wasn't mine i didn't want any kind of tie back any other ties to the previous you, the burgundy gold's all, all that we need, really, in, in my opinion. If we're going to tie back to the franchise, right? I didn't want that, and but most people seem to want that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's you know, it kind of leaks the day before that it's it's going to be Commander Tutty is what people were saying. Everybody knew the name was going to be Tutty, 
Uh, most people assumed the rank was going to be a commander. And all of a sudden, the hate started coming out for a pig mascot. Yeah. It's not even for us. It's not even for you or me. It's for the kids. And it's and yeah. honestly, the mascot's not even worse. Tutty's no worse than any other mascot. You have a grown person running around in a an animal costume. It, it's no worse than any other ones. It's no worse than the Colts. It's no worse than the gritty up in the uh, Philadelphia. Right. So I don't I don't understand the hate for it. Is do I like it? No, but am I the target audience? Also, no. No. I will say that I'm slightly disappointed. It is for the it's kids. A fat pig. <clears throat> I I don't mind that it's a pig. The thing I didn't like was the helmet. I thought that was dumb that he's wearing a helmet. Um, and the costume, it just looked weird. It didn't look the the beer gut is what is what yeah. pulls me away. I, the yeah. face is fine. The helmet's fine. You know, I don't I like as a military person. I don't like the deification of the military. Mm -hmm. So like tying everything to the military is, is a really not a good thing for yeah. me. Calling a major tutty, like that's, I, it's okay. Like again, why like isn't he a commander if he's going to be a commander, but the beer gut, like that's just like the beer gut, just make him a fit hog make. Cause the hot, and this is something they talked about on the, on the video yeah. that they played. These I hogs think... weren't, weren't bulky fat men. They yeah. were, they were beef, beefy boys these guys yeah. were maulers and so it's just like make make them that and that's still something that you can see change and and we'll see if he gets in, incorporated it'll it'll be interesting uh bona fide i'm telling you mando the black lab would have a hit with kids and adults yeah the dog dogs people love dogs dog. mando you got to remember is just kind of a loner dog he is there to train uh and he's just kind of the commanders bringing them out to to kind of show him that so uh yeah doug i agree with this the hate is misplaced frustration it is. you see a lot of that after the loss right people are lashing out and tutty poor tutty poor tutty poor social media team they're just getting beat up just absolutely wish, beat up i wish though that when they did the reveal since they kind of leaked it or however you want to call it before the um, the week before the game, I wish that they would have done something with him, like some type of performance or some type of dance or something more than him just walking out onto the field, going to the 50-yard line and getting in the football defensive stance. I thought that was dumb. And then he goes off and that was it. There was nothing more to it. Yeah. I was I was really disappointed. I don't think that. we saw him at all the second half. I mean, Washington no. only had one field goal in the second half, so it's yeah. not exactly a lot to cheer for. Uh, right. Let's move on from the the mascot touch, the mm -hmm. talk, the hogs, and all that kind of stuff. I do want to, one real quick thing here. I see that there is a lot of name talk still kind of in the chat there. Mm -hmm. The name should have been The Legends. I, I, I agree with Stoner on that one. I think that that one, it just... It it sounds good. It's two syllables, and you can do a whole lot with it the same way you can do with commanders and command this and all that kind of stuff. The legends would have been good. And if your mascot's going to be a hog, you're going to be like people, you know, we'll talk about how Washington's not legends at anything. Your mascot's now a hog, and people are going to be roasting bacon and all sorts of things. And uh, I mean, my friend the from on the brown side. He was just like, you know, I, I came to the game expecting football and you guys brought the Christmas ham. Yeah. I, got a good oh. chuckle. 
out of us. He got a good chuckle from the Browns fans behind us. And uh, so wish the game could have been better. Washington did end up losing 24 to 10. And a lot of people, including my wife here, uh, believe that this game would have been different if Taylor Heineke would have been given the start. Yes. That's the topic right now. Let us know in the comment section where you stand on this. Would this game have been any different? Yes. If Taylor Heineke got the start. And I'm any different is, is a little bit of broad stroke there. Would Washington have won if Taylor Heineke was the starting quarterback? Let's hear it from the hive. We got EP. What you got going on here? You know, you're part of the hive. I am. Well, I am this year just because out of the two, I'd rather choose the lesser evil with Heineke. I mean, it just makes so many sense. I think the thing that it, it frustrates me that Ron stated that it was going to be down to if Taylor continued to win. If Taylor continued to play well, he was going to keep Taylor in. Yes, we lost the San Francisco game, but I do not blame that all completely on him. We played absolute garbage. It wasn't all Taylor. Um, to be, in fact, Taylor only had one interception for the San Francisco game. And a fumble. And one fumble. Okay. I get that. But why Why would you pull him? You have a tie under his belt. He had a win with um, Atlanta and Houston. Why at that point are you going to say, oh, we lost one game. Let's go back to Carson, who can't even make it out of the pocket in time. Let's pull him in and let's try him. I, I, I think that was a horrible, horrible move. So much so, and you can't sit there and say, oh, we listen to our fans. We listen to our fans. If you listen to your fans, the very first time he had an interception, you heard it on national TV. People in the crowds were completely cheering to put Taylor in. And I agree with that. There was no reason you should have kept Carson in. There's no reason Carson should have started, period. No reason at all. Taylor makes it out of the pocket. He actually runs the dang ball. Carson is like a stiff little toy soldier, if you want to go to the military aspect of it. He doesn't He doesn't move from the pocket. It drives me freaking nuts. He does not need to play. He should not have played it at all. That's all I'm going to say. Please open the floor. Okay. This is where people might see a live divorce or at least <laughs> my, me getting kicked to the couch for the night. Uh, because I, I agree with some of these in here, uh, like Michael, no, Heineke has never scored enough points to have won that game. Gregory, no, instead of two picks, it would have been two fumbles. Gus Bus asking the real question, how many times has Heineke scored more than 24 points? It's not been How many a lot, times has so. Carson Wentz scored 24 points or more? And, and he, he, opened the up the he did open the season with the, the two games over. But you're right, Carson Wentz has a, a, a lower per game score average than Carson uh, than uh than Taylor Heineke. He I will again tell people I am not on Carson Winston's Carson Wentz side here. Okay. This is not this isn't Carson Wentz or Heineke. I'm simply stating Heineke would not have won this game. And That's a lot great. of that goes on Scott Turner. They Washington ran the they did what they wanted to do. They ran the ball 24 times with Brian Robinson. How even is that going Browns to be any maybe, different? Even the Browns coach was shocked that they didn't start Taylor Heineke. Yeah, they said that they prepared for both of them and they knew exactly what 
Wentz would do. They said that they did not know exactly how Taylor would have played because Taylor can play several different ways. That is honestly what is great about Taylor Heineke with our offense that we have offensive line, excuse me, that is garbage. And we should have drafted more people, but that's besides the point. However, Carson Wentz is the same person. He sticks in the pocket way too long. He doesn't throw the gosh darn ball. And he's had way too many interceptions and way too many fumbles this year. Way too many. And Meta, I'm sorry, Heineke would not have lost. He, he, he really, Heineke, a lot of people are pointing the fact that Heineke has a winning record right now. And they're, they are right. He, he right yes. now, and by, by the, for, for also obligatory, QB, QB wins aren't a thing. Just FYI. But if people want to point to them, I'm going to talk about them. Heineke's 5-3-1 this year as a starter for Washington. Cool. Great stat here. The, the thing, though, is in the games that matter, the down-the-stretch games where it's playoff atmosphere, it's you got to win to stay in the hot seat, he is 0-2-1. No, no, no. Wait, time out. This is where <laughs> this is where our divorce is going to happen. You can't sit there and say in the games that that mattered. Every single game that we played this season mattered. Every single game that we played, we should have won. And I get it that's what every team says. We have so many amazing offensive players minus our O-line. There's no reason we shouldn't win games. Absolutely no reason we shouldn't. Carson can't do that for us. And he proved that. Absolutely proved that. He should have been pulled and he shouldn't have even started. Shouldn't have started. Yeah, I, we were yeah, already I'm, comfortable with Taylor Heineke. The offensive line is comfortable with Taylor Heineke. And you can see that in the games that they're comfortable with Taylor Heineke. And the Browns defense would not have been able to keep up with Taylor because he actually runs outside of the freaking pocket. Don't this, don't do that. This so this is where you lose me. Okay. Again. I'm not I'm not advocating for Carson Wentz. Okay. I'm not doing that. You're not gonna get me again. You I'm are on because record. you're sitting there saying I, no, that no, Carson, I'm on Carson was the best fit for Sunday. I did not I say that. that. I did not say that. I all I'm saying is Taylor Heineke would not have won this game. Carson Wentz was trash. And Nathan, I, answer me this. When, hold, before on, you hold, went, on, hold on, hold no, on, hold on, hold on. Carson Wentz is trash. No. And if anything, the someone mentioned it earlier, the silver lining to all of this is that we don't have to deal with Carson Wentz after the season because he's proven he's not the answer. Oh, no, I said gone. the best part of the Carson Wentz trade was that they didn't restructure his contract. That means next year they can cut him, which is now this year. Before the next season, they can cut him, and he's you. not on the books. And you get you get all that money back. That was the best part. The best part of a deal is the fact that you can cut the guy and not get money. That's how much faith I had in Carson Wentz. Now, but, this isn't a Carson Wentz discussion, though. This is a Taylor Heineke discussion. Okay, yeah. So listen this to me. is a Taylor Heineke discussion and whether or not he would have won. Washington's game plan was run the ball. They ran the ball and they suck it up. They didn't run the ball. They didn't turn. run the ball because they couldn't they make it out of the freaking 24 pocket. times just with Brian Robinson alone. Exactly. They ran because 37 they times. Because you know why? Because they cannot trust Carson yeah. Wentz the, to throw the, the ball the down the Ooh. field. They it, can trust they Taylor because trust he's done it. it multiple times. Multiple times. Please, please point to the, the, the downfield plays with Taylor Haneke. Go ahead. Show me the Jahan Dotson 60-yarder, and then I'll wait. And then I'm going to wait. Ty Taylor Haneke okay. is limited. Okay. 
And that's not the point. To this. With, How many yards does he have under Carson Wentz? Yeah, How many has, does he have he, under he Taylor He averages Heineke? two more, more catches. More than on Taylor Heineke. He averages two Heineke more catches. Heineke actows and actually knows who to throw the more ball yards to. with Taylor Heineke. You're right. There's Taylor Heineke focuses on, on, on Terry McLaurin, which is great. You want your number wide receiver to, to be involved. That wasn't really a case here as Terry McLaurin was targeted five times. Some of those targets were absolutely bogus. He only caught two of them for 25 yards before entering this game. I don't know what it is now as far as averages, but you're right. Taylor, Taylor Heineke focuses on Terry McLaurin. He gets two more catches. It's like, Five catches for 70 yards compared to three catches for 50 yards, I think is what it comes down to. It's very similar to that. Or maybe it was five and 50 and then seven and 70. Whatever the case was, it was two more catches a game and 20 more yards with Taylor Heineke. Great. You're focusing a little bit more on, on Terry McLaurin, letting him win there. The thing is, is uh, what I'm trying to tell people, and this is I, I get that this upsets the hive because I'm, I'm kind of putting – at Taylor Heineke in there, Tom Brady with this offense, oh, the way Christ, the offensive line, the, him in there. a lot of people consider him the greatest of all time. You, Aaron Rodgers, you can Patrick Mahomes. This offensive line hasn't been playing good enough. Okay, but you can't. Scott no. Turner's game plan is not good enough, and that's Agreed. the point. But you the person who would have who won that, that game there. would have been Taylor Heineke. If let me let me ask you this question, Nathan. If we had, if if you would have known, or not even known, if you would not have even known who was going to start in QB on for Sunday's game, let's say you had Heineke, would you would you have the same feeling? Oh, we're going to win the game. If Taylor Heineke was in it, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I said we were going to win with Carson Wentz. I thought this this was a defense, no. a, a Cleveland Browns defense that was being gashed on the ground. I we did run you for, we did run Carson is the same for 136 he doesn't change he doesn't change you, you with he, either he one of the them ball. please listen QB1 no. is not on this roster it's not, I, I'm, not saying, it's not I'm not saying that it is but if you have a game that you absolutely have to win whether Ron knew it or not then you should have played Taylor Heineke. There's no reason why he was not in that game. No reason he was cut. It was was benched. No reason at all. No, no Taylor reason. Taylor Heineke has no, five that interception. Wins this that game. fumble wasn't wasn't year. a reason. He does have five wins. You realize Carson Wentz Taylor- had three interceptions, Nathan. Yes, three I'm interceptions not, in I'm one not game. Defending Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is awful. Carson Wentz no. is a bad QB. I do not want Carson Wentz here. I didn't want Carson Wentz here from day one. When we were going through our QB talks and they brought up Carson Wentz, you had Trev and Stoner going, yeah, Carson Wentz. And I'm going, no. You you can't sit there and ask me, how how could Taylor Heineke have, why do you think Taylor Heineke would have played and won that game? You know Taylor Heineke would have played and he could have won that game. No, no. We don't know because we can't Carson Wentz. And Sean here says, man, don't don't talk about Turner and the line excuse when y'all didn't use that excuse with Taylor. I'm not making excuses for Carson no. Wentz. Carson Wentz played like dog doo-doo. Okay. Absolute trash is what Carson Wentz. The reason like. why. Okay. Hold on, EP. Hold on. What I'm I'm not making excuses for Carson Wentz. What I'm saying is as much as you all love Taylor Heineke, that line 
And that play calling from Scott Turner is not going to win games. Period. It's not. Yeah. I agree and with that, you. It's that, not. That's what I'm trying to tell people is Taylor Heineke wasn't going to win that game. You can be mad at Carson Wentz all you want. You can trash. You can you can call Car- don't call Carson Wentz names really, but you can call his play bad. But Taylor Heineke's not winning that game there, and 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 that's not an excuse for for Carson Wentz. That is simply telling us what we already know. They didn't beat the Giants. They didn't beat San Francisco. The teams that they did beat, okay, great. Bonus, but you can't blame fight. Taylor for those. Gus Bus. Gus Bus asked a question earlier. How many times has has Taylor Heineke scored more than 24 points? Do you know the answer to that in your five, three, and one record? How many times he scored more than 24 oh. points? No, no, don't look at the don't look at the notes. <laughs> Shut up. You did your research. How many times has Taylor Heineke this year, because he has a five and three and one record? With Washington this Philly. season, he's a winning quarterback. 32 to 21. One time, EP, he scored more than 24 points. One yeah. time. And that's what His I'm Green saying. Green Bay was 23. Taylor Hank, he's not winning but this Green game. Green Bay was 23. This offense is not when this not scoring points. I'm not the saying it can is. come after me all they want. But listen. The the thing that Taylor Heineke does well or, or and makes the O-line look sufficient is that he gets the ball out quickly. Carson Wentz does not do that. When Carson Wentz is in, he makes the O-line show their true colors because they cannot block for the love of goodness. I could go in and I could block better than they could. Okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, 2023 20, still not good enough Gus Bus absolutely. Um I, I do take from Alabama King. She, she does know what she's talking about. This mm-hmm. is the, one of the reasons why she's on is not just because she's my lovely wife, but because she represents the hive. I've been battling with I'm not people. Their leader. <laughs> uh, yeah. You are their current spokesperson for ref the district <laughs> oh, though. God. The I've been dealing with this Alabama King online over the last two days mm-hmm. with the Heineke hive. They believe that Taylor Heineke would have won this game, and I'm trying to tell them it wasn't going to happen. It doesn't matter who's back there. This team is just not good enough. They lost to no. the Browns 24 to 10. The Deshaun Watson completed nine passes, EP, nine passes, and we lost this game. Blame Fuller, blame Scott Turner, blame whoever you want, blame Carson Winston as three interceptions. I don't care who you want to blame. Just understand this is a bad team right now that's on a four-game skid because I do include that tie now as part of the skid. They're on a four-game skid. Three of those games are with Taylor Heineke. And and it's and we t- I've talked about this EP on the channel as far as the benching of Taylor Heineke and going to wins. I feel it's like stupid. the timing was awkward. Okay, Taylor was having bad games well before the Giants. But they were winning games. And so it was just like, well, I don't want to change him, change it up because he's winning games. He's not winning games. The team's winning games. And all of a sudden. But I think my husband's the very first person to say, oh, QBs don't win games. They don't. QBs don't win games. Okay, well, it's everybody. And Taylor Heineke should have stayed in that freaking game. There's no reason why he was benched. There was definitely reasons why he was benched against San Francisco. He had an interception and a fumble. That's one interception, Nathan. One okay. interception. You got to come from a point, EP. You got to come from a point no. from where Ron Rivera is. Ron Rivera is, he knows he's on the hot seat regardless, even though he's probably not going to lose his job this uh, this offseason because of the coach, the uh, uh, 
the uh, ownership change coming on the horizon. So his seat's probably safer than we'd like it to be. But he brought in Carson Wentz, and he wants Carson Wentz to succeed here because if Carson Wentz does succeed, that means he's successful. This is this is the coach and front office that saw Taylor Heineke play all of last year. Okay, Taylor Heineke got all but the COVID games and like a quarter and a half of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we saw Taylor Heineke and this coaching staff has front front row seats to that Taylor Heineke experience. And they're like, you know what we need? We need an immobile big arm quarterback who's going to be on his third team in three years. That's what we need. That's what the decision making is going into this. So do I trust Ron and company to continue making these decisions? No, absolutely not. Their decision-making is why Carson Wentz is here. Their decision-making is why they benched Heineke after he was actually he was actually slinging the ball against San Francisco. Um, but then, again, he had two turnovers. That's your reasoning. They were just looking, itching, itching for a reason to, to get rid of Taylor Heineke and go back to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback, though. You're going back to you're you're going sideways at best from Taylor. Can I say Heineke the one thing Carson that irritated Wentz. me that was like icing on the cake for me, cherry on the top, was during the press conference after the game when they asked him about um, what he thought about the fans, you know, calling for Taylor Heineke, and he said, "Oh, it's part of the game." Yeah, Carson Wentz here. I'm sorry, you were the quarterback aloof. and you had three interceptions. Your first response should have been, "I don't blame them." I sucked it up, but no. Oh, it's part of the game. But my favorite, my favorite part of the Carson Wentz uh, whole conference afterwards was they asked him about what, what did, what did you, what was going through your mind during the the interception? His response was, "Which one?" Yeah, that's the kind of game he was having. No QB was winning with this. Lots of wholesale changes need to happen here in Washington going forward because it's just you can't over two years span you cannot average less than 20 points a game no. and expect to win your defense has to play lights out every single time yeah. and 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 you just and can't you have to play that. every single game them. like you have to win not playing Carson Wentz end of story yeah Mike Michael there's a rumor there are these things called playoffs but I've never seen them it must be a fairy tale. Yeah, we, we were in we the playoffs a couple of years ago. That's actually where the Heineke love started, right? Mm-hmm. He he nearly beat Tampa Bay is how people remember that, that game. He's an exciting player. He's a lovable player. I think that he's going to be, he should be in the NFL for a long time. This guy will probably have a Ryan Fitzpatrick-like mm-hmm. career where we're seeing him in 10 years losing games and breaking his hip uh, for somebody else. That, Are I'm just you kidding up, me? I'm just bringing up Ryan Fitzpatrick as as a because he he's was gonna here be the Kirk Cousins. That's okay. Okay, that's this. He's Mike White and Gardner. You can't sit there and say that because everyone's like, like, "Oh, Kirk Cousins is awful," and then look at him now, yeah. and we're laughing in our own feet. We got our first donation of the night. The Hawk TV. <laughs> howl for howl time, Nathan. Are you ready to howl? I mean, you. It doesn't make a difference who we start. One game with with Hal probably isn't enough to tell us what we need to see. And I mean, unless he throws for four touchdowns, no interceptions, and like 400 yards against the Dallas defense, that's probably going to absolutely decimate this offensive line. 
even then is that fool's gold. We've seen those kind of games from, from backup quarterbacks before. Uh, you know, yeah. Dallas hasn't had time to really look at what it is. So I, you probably put in how, but he's not QB one. Uh, you, and you're not going to really know what you have with him until next season. So it, it's fine. Yeah. Yam, you can be wrong about Wentz and still be right about Heineke. Thank you. Yam. Yep. I'm always right about Heineke. No, it, it's, and Doug, Doug here saying Tyler Heineke's turnovers happen at bad times. Biggest case in point, the Vikings game. Yeah, we had that Vikings game. If Taylor Heineke, and, and this is my thing when it comes to the, the Heineke hive here, because a lot of people, again, thinking that he would win this game. Heineke was 0-2-1 in the games that mattered. Okay, he won. I'm not saying the five games that he won were not important. They got us back in playoff <clears throat> position. We've seen this with Ron-led teams before. They make these runs midseason to get back into the playoff hunt and give us hope. And then down the stretch, they give it away. The team, it's the team, it's new year, same team. Nathan. Yes. EP. Did the Titan game not matter? Did the Cowboys game not matter? Did, um, the Philly, the first Philly game not matter. Did the Lions game not matter? Bad quarterback. I'm on record saying that I'm not defending Carson Wentz. You're not going to get me to defend Carson Wentz. I'm not even defending the decision to go to Carson Wentz. Okay. All I'm saying is if you're thinking about Ron's mindset, they traded for this QB. They watched Taylor Heineke play all last season. They're watching him win games this season. I'm sorry. The whole time they're just looking for an excuse. If you are on the hot seat saying, hey, I might lose my dang career after this, I might get fired, then I'm going to play Taylor Heineke because he at least has a better chance than Wentz does. Coaches didn't think that. They started Wentz. They were wrong. Taylor Heineke wasn't going to win the game anyways because they're just not a good team right now. Metaphor with a donation. (laughs) Oink for Wentz. Three interceptions equals three points. Taylor, two equals 10 per game. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's defense was playing really well up there till the Jonathan Allen injury and the Kendall Fuller missed tackle. Yeah. Uh they t- Carson Wentz had two interceptions and the first half led to just three points. That's all they got off of those. That second that or that third interception, they punted Cleveland punted the ball afterwards after that as well. Good job on the defense, not good job by Carson Wentz. Taylor, the what metaphors going though is Taylor's, and this kind of goes with I believe Doug's comment earlier. Just happen at the worst times. They're happening in our side of the field where points are being given up, and that's and maybe the defense just didn't play well enough for for Taylor, even though they're inspired by the guy and they're going to get their own Nike shoes from him. It doesn't matter. The team's just not good. The team lost twenty four to ten, and it wasn't going to matter. Good. The team is good. We have just a crappy O-line and crappy coaches. End of story. This team has a losing record right now. i very hard-pressed to consider this a good team. Let us know in the comment section. Do you think this is a good team? What? Are you enjoying the team? team The Perry's right now here on Ref. Make sure you hit that like button for me. Make sure that you're subscribed to the channel as well. Yeah, all you Wince guys attacking Taylor can't defend how trash Wince is. No, there's there's no there's no defending Thank Carson Wince play. It's been bad, it, it, except for week one and parts of week two. Carson Wince has not been good. Taylor Heineke, though, also not been great. If you look at his play, um, he has thrown for more than 250 yards twice in this uh, in this span this year. 
He's thrown for multiple touchdowns, one, two, three, four, five times. Uh, so that's fairly good there. But he has had uh, multiple interceptions, one, two, three, four, five, six interceptions, it seems. And he also has had uh, one, two, three, four, five fumbles lost. So a total of 11, 11 turnovers to 12 touchdowns. Uh, and less than 200 yards a game passing. So again, this isn't this isn't a Carson Wentz fan club. It's also I'm not a part of the hive. You're not going to convince me that Taylor Heineke needs to be QB one next year. If he is, honestly, the only no. reason why I'm okay with it is because okay. that that 2024 uh, class of QBs looks absolutely legit. Mm-hmm. And if Taylor Heineke's our our bridge quarterback next year, and we've got another one. 16 season coming to us it's gonna be a long one to endure but hopefully then they get the qb that matters in 2024 but that's neither here nor there that is future talk let's get back to the game because we did not get to this part and that's the go goes and no goes we kind of touched a little bit about on this ep but we didn't have a lot of praise to give around so who do you have as a go-go though crickets i'm hearing crickets i know i um my go-go would be you go first so my go-go is is gonna be casey Tuhill. so I, I think that he did i think that he did a, a more than a serviceable job and enjoyed seeing him get out there i think that there's still some some good ones there you obviously have the the pains are are are, are, are good one yeah i'd say robinson B, you're gonna go with B Rob. Yeah, as my B Rob. Smitty Junior agrees with you. B Rob had himself a pretty decent day. Um, yeah, those those are fine. There's go goes are very limited when you score ten points and you lose a game. Uh, metaphor: Go go is tutty. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. Will Diggs EP is in the house filling in for both Stoner and Trev, who were out and about. Uh, she is a member, a uh, certified member of the Heineke <laughs> Hive and was debating me largely. Vice president. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> on, uh, on why Heineke would have won this game, even though he wouldn't have. So we'll thanks for joining us, Will. Let us know who is your go-go as we transition over to the no-goes. EP, a laundry list of no-goes here. I'm going to take one away from you. Don't name Scott Turner. Okay. Or Carson Wentz. Okay. Those are mm-hmm. gimmies. Okay. Okay. So who 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 is your no go? My no go would obviously the O line. They're trash. Um, I hope that we do draft some offensive linemen this year, <clears throat> unlike last year where we didn't. Um, also, I think my no go, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, is JFP. I was you're really 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 hard on. I think your expectations for him were too high. I think it's really hard to be a, a no-go when the guy, like, all he's doing is returning kicks. He right. had three kick, three returns for 70 yards, averaged 23, 3.3. So not quite getting to where that you need, which is that 25-yard line, but it's serviceable. Yeah. Wins was also trash. Um, yeah. Always is trash. Yeah. Can't wait to see him leave. I'll help him pack and his family, too, if he needs me to. 
as a military spouse, I'm really good at packing. Yeah, we- um, also, another no-go would be, I would put Chase as a no-go. Really? Yeah. Didn't a lot of people me. thought he did pretty good. Pretty. I'm my expectations for Chase right now are are pretty oh, low. Time out. Cam Sims can't catch the damn ball. The dang ball. Sorry. It's all right. I promised people that they might actually hear me uh, swear. We haven't gotten there. Uh, Cam Sims. I don't know why you're dogging this man. He has one catch for 16 yards on one target. Like he caught the one ball thrown his way. No, is he it didn't. Cam, is it Cam Sims you're thinking about, or is it Curtis Samuel? Number one is is Cam Sims. Oh, Jahan Dotson. No, seven targets. Jahan Dotson's number one. Seven, seven oh, yeah, targets, Jahan three Dotson. catches. Just he kidding. did uncharacteristically <laughs> drop the couple of balls. This is my one and only yeah. time to be on the show because I don't know our team's numbers. Yeah, don't worry. Stoner can't pick out our players either. Metaphor listed him number one there. Our Armand Brown, oh, Dax Milne has to go. Yeah, another. Mm-hmm. He's just not electrifying enough there returning punts. That's that's true. Let's see here. What did he have? Um, he had one punt return for 15 yards. Actually, that's not too bad, actually. It's, that's actually pretty decent. Uh, but you're right. He's just not exciting enough. No. Uh, the no-goes for the missed tackles. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kendall Fuller, man. That's, a, that's actually a big one. My no-go was going to be the offensive line because yeah. they just didn't play well. They gave up three sacks to, you know, and these guys that they're giving up sacks to, uh, for, that was that was Chase Winovich's first sack of the year. And uh, Taven Bryan now has three sacks on the year because he got a half sack, largely because of uh, of Miles Garrett just being Miles Garrett and getting a sack and a half. Uh, they also gave up six tackles for a loss and six QB hits and five passes defended uh, there for the defense. So, just all over the, this offensive line, not a great, not a great outing for them. But that missed tackle, that's a good one. Kendall Fuller, there we go. That's my no go. Kendall yeah, Fuller, that is a good one. Both both touchdowns, I felt like were on him. One, the missed tackle. Um, James King is going to help Heineke pack. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, lots lots oh, of blame no. to go around here. No, uh, my no go is the end. I love this we one. never saw Michael. Amen. Yeah, that one was. Uh, Oh, was, Joey Sly could be a go-go because he actually made his He made goal. the field goals. He did his job. His one he did job. His job. Uh, Andre, Cam Sims, good wide receiver. I know, Cam Sims, number five on the depth chart. Why? And I think he belongs there. Yeah, I'm and sorry. he's just one of those guys that you're like, cool. I like this guy on my roster, uh, but not necessarily a big, big time threat, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Armand, red zone offense, past six games, no-go. Uh, only saw the red zone, I believe, once. I'm going to bring up that stat real quick just to confirm. Yes. Um, red zones made an attempt. Yep. Washington. Hey, look at that. 100%. Where's my clapping button? Oh, I got a clapping applause button? Yeah, I do. Congratulations, Washington Commanders. One for yourself. one in the red zone. <laughs> Turning things around there slowly but surely. You know, it, it, it probably improves your red zone stats when you only make it one time. Uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, obviously didn't make it there enough. And so there we go. Uh, I see a call for stoner in there. Oh, look at that. Stoner is checking in from Vegas. We appreciate my man coming in. Uh, he I believe we'll have him back later. Uh, stoner is my no go for passing up. Yeah. This one let's real quick before we call this one a night here, uh, stoner passed up going to the Raiders 49ers game, which was an amazing game. Yeah. Uh, 
he because he's in Vegas. He gave that up to watch that in person because he wanted to watch the commanders on TV. That was stupid. <laughs> I I heard Ron Rivera called up Stoner and is looking to make him as part of his staff based on his decision making. <laughs> that kind of decision making, Stoner, is what gets you paid by the Washington Commanders. Just absolutely dumb, dumb decision making there. From I just hope man. that Stoner, Stoner didn't uh, bet his four hundred one k on the Commanders. Oh goodness gracious! That was the that was a double dagger for me. By the way, is this game we losing this game and not not making the playoffs? I had a bet Washington was going to make the playoffs and it was supposed to be some pretty good money coming my way. And now that's, it's gone. This is why you just don't, don't do it. Just don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Kenneth mad respect for stoner for making that decision. That's a fan right there. That's a fan. Um, bad decision though. Bad, bad decision. You can always follow the game in other ways. So it's been fun. EP. We appreciate you having on the show. Thank we'll you. have EP back. If you liked EP on the show, let her know, boost that ego a little bit. Cause she's always worried about, you know, how she looks on the camera, how people are going to perceive her. So we appreciate you coming in, filling in for the stoner and Trev. Trev will be back on Wednesday. Stoner's a maybe he's still traveling back from, from, uh, from Vegas. So we'll he's see whether or not he's there, but we'll be breaking that down on Wednesday at seven 30. That's where we'll bring up the, the uh, dollar dollar bets. Cause Trev will be on for that one as well. We appreciate you. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. And as always, until next time. Heineke should have started. Why we got to end like that? Be a fan. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.